0: hey anybody home you know anybody there without even missing a beat no it's just a bunch of random voices from a secret raccoon
1: so we're already done cool all right welcome to the tap that az podcast brought to you by az food and beer the podcast that brings you stories of the arizona craft beer scene I am not your host, Eric Walters. I am the classy alcoholic. Eric has been kidnapped by a sex cult, and uh, <laughs> we will be doing our best to recover him. But in the meantime, I'll be covering the show, and uh, I think we're going to do okay. So today we're coming to you from Tucson, the old Pueblo, and we are talking to 1912 Brewing. Who do we got on the mic here today?
0: It's Alan. Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, man. All Thanks right. for doing this. Oh, we appreciate y'all coming in. Yeah, and th- it's always good to see you, Classy.
1: Absolutely. So, full disclosure, I am a fan of 1912 <laughs> Brewing Company and their beer. Um, but today, since, uh, since I'm not just a drinker, I'm a journalist today, so you're going to get the hard questions. Oh, we'll I'm right. no serious yeah. now. Got to get on my P's and
0: Q's here. <laughs> so, tell us about you, Alan. Uh, where are you from? I'm oh, yeah, born and raised in Tucson. I'm one of the few natives. Both my wife and I are both natives and uh, grew up here. Uh, Left when I was 17 to the Marine Corps, came back and uh, found my lovely wife and she let me open a brewery. So it's kind of, it took a few years, but we've kind of developed first beer I brewed at home. uh, Brewed a porter, didn't measure it because I was drinking too much and uh, blew it up in our brand new house. (laughs) Brand new closet, white walls, light brown carpet with a nice dark beer everywhere. Kicked me out in the garage and uh, took over all three cars garage, and That was history from there. So she still let you. Your wife still let you open a brewery after that happened. Yeah, she well. She loves beer as much as I do. So she, nice. she just doesn't like making it. She prefers drinking it. <laughs> gotcha. Same here. So. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of your military service, um,
1: first I'll say that I don't know anything about the military. So I'll uh, apologies to you and anybody else listening if I ask something dumb. But I've noticed there's a lot of uh, veteran owned uh, or there's a, there's a lot of veterans in the craft beer scene yeah. in Arizona. Here in Tucson, Definitely. got some friends out in Phoenix. Is there a culture of craft beer in the military? Because y'all have been around the world, or is it the opposite where you drink regular, regular yeah. stuff and then find new stuff when you get out? What? Is, yeah, how it kind of
0: it- start. I mean, when you're in, it's just kind of whatever's available, right? You yeah. try stuff from different countries and just have a good time. And, you know, we work hard, play hard, right? That's what it is. So, of course, at the time you're young, it didn't really matter. You buy cheap beer and stuff like that. And you kind of graduate as you travel around, there's a lot of different flavors. And a lot of us, you know, we know how to work hard and brewing beer is working hard. So just kind of a natural fit. We wanted to elevate our palates and then kind of elevate it around. So do you have any any memories of uh,
1: something early that you drank that you thought, man, this is different. This is cool. This is really good. Not your typical
0: uh, Uh, light beer. Well, yeah, way back when, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it now, but it's Kilkenny. Kilkenny. Right, okay. so when i was around the Pacific, Kilkenny had a whole bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those Irish Reds kind of transitioning on nitro and rare at the time, or, mm-hmm. or at least outside the, or inside the country, but it was one of those. And then we were always kind of a Guinness, right? But that was kind of what changed the palate from your light beer, right? We drank a lot of Foster's and some of the bigger boys and stuff like that, and just kind of didn't really have a whole lot of flavor, so we transitioned off.
1: So, were wh- were you actually drinking this at their countries of origin when you were traveling around?
0: What? A- uh, Kilkenny. I was down in Australia when I did it. Um, you know, obviously it's a colony there, Irish. Well, Irish prison colony. Which, uh, but um, we love our beer, right? To be an Irish. Yeah. Um, so obviously it comes from Ireland, and it's uh, so that one fosters. We were in Australia as well. A couple of the other ones we drink a lot of Japanese rice lagers, stuff like that. Which always too much rice just gives me a headache with it. So <laughs> it's just not my thing, but. Um, yeah. Gotcha. So at what point do you think, homebrewing, I can do this. I can make this stuff. It was actually when I was finishing my degree, I had this professor that um, taught a fermentation class, and he was a bio, I forget, some kind of bioengineer. Sorry, you and know? what was your degree? Uh, so I have two, mechanical engineering and agricultural and biosystems engineering. Nice. So he was on the bio side, and I said, well, I'll just go audit this class. And he says, yeah, cool, sit in. And you just saw it, and he's kind of a, just a laid-back guy, right? doesn't get excited about much except his kids. And then you just see the fire in his eyes when he starts talking about fermenting beer. And uh, that kind of, you know, if he's that passionate, I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. So I talked to him. He says, yeah, go get a kit from Brew Your Own Brew. So I did, and voila, now I got hooked, right? Just, just you know, being an engineer, you got the process, and you learn the process down, and then... The creative side, you start putting the art in and just playing with this and playing with that, and then all of a sudden we're doing sours, right? So yeah. So for me, I mean,
1: well, one, I'm too lazy to homebrew, I'll tell you that right now. So a lot of people ask me, do you brew? No, I pay other people for stuff that tastes good. Um, <laughs> and but we appreciate it. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. clearly, I'm keeping you afloat. <laughs> you know what? If I died, you would go in the well, red like immediately. It would be yeah. terrible. But, <laughs> but um, so what, what is that feeling when you – blow up your uh, your first beer and it ruins the house like that, what gives you the motivation to say you know what i can do better next time because for me i would have been like
0: that's it i'm done really it was so it was probably one of the best porters i ever made so i don't know just it got exposed to whatever was in the environment okay. it didn't sour or anything but uh i haven't been able to repeat it i can tell you that and i tried blowing another one up uh but it didn't do it so it was just a phenomenal taste and with me you know i was just intrigued by all the flavor and what happened and so i said well i'm gonna try something else and then i immediately tried the brew at the time lisa's uh my wife her favorite beer was fat tire gotcha yeah so i've had many of that in my yeah and i was like all right fat tire well you know five six percent is kind of boring let's add a little more sugar to this (laughs) yeah uh and then the corn sugar bag freaking unzipped and all the whole pound went into it. I was just trying to pull a little, right? 13% fat tire. And awesome. So she banned me from ever making that again. But, so it was it, did it was it disgusting? Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Oh, ter- it was terrible. <laughs> it was so hot. I still drank it, of course, at the time. Obviously, I, I, you're not going to waste it. got to learn my lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, but man, did I have a hell it, of a hangover. It, it doesn't. <laughs> you know what
1: tastes worse? <laughs> Sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what about
0: when you actually made the leap? How long has 1912 been open? Oh, just short of three years. July 4th will be our third anniversary. Well, July 4th, very yeah. patriotic holiday. Yes, yeah. it is. That's well, kind of where we went with it, and uh, it's a big deal to us, you know, independence, and yeah, well, that's why we can make beer and drink beer. Absolutely. There's a lot of places you can't. So um, it was cool. It's a little warm in Tucson during that time of year, but we make it work. That's why we make so many refreshing uh, libations, right? And so, what was the process of doing that? How long did from when you said I want to start a brewery to yeah. July Fourth of uh, three years ago? Um, so seriously, we I mean we kicked it around for probably for several years, right? Just kind of playing around, doing big parties, brewing crazy beers, and then really we got serious of it in September of thirteen. That's when we filed all the paperwork and uh, said, "Well, let's do this." And we went, you know jumped off the edge and we've been going ever since so we broke ground here in december 14 and then opened july 15
1: nice yeah i I admire anybody who makes the jump because
0: honestly it's terrifying and i'm sure you'll you'll admit to that that (laughs) it is a lot of work man it's you know we anticipate a lot of work and i'm not afraid of hard work but brewing is it's a grind it's a fun grind but uh it's a lot of work it's constant right and so what did you learn from going from home brewing to a pretty big system that you have here Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's so many lessons. Uh, there's less forgiveness, obviously. So in your recipes, you really got to dial them in. Uh, you got to know every in and out of your equipment. And your, and the advice I can give the homebrewers, whoever want to make the jump, man, cleaning, 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 cleaning. Gotcha. It's <laughs> probably, you know, it's the biggest uh, you know kind of hindrance that you'll get right? it's it's a whole nother boat because stuff will grab onto you in a commercial brewery that you'll never see in a home brewer right just because it's volume and going through stuff so um, you know I feel like we clean more than we actually make sure. beer right <laughs> um, you know but that's the, that's the science part of it right dialing that stuff in and then the recipes are the art so study recipes you got to know scale up and down every time and don't ever, uh, don't ever get frustrated by a mistake. Just learn from it. Roll. That's the biggest thing. You gotta have thick skin. So you just hit it.
1: And I, one thing I love talking about it is mistakes because I got plenty. Uh, most of them ex girlfriend related. But what you, what uh, what kind of ex- uh, mistakes? Most. What do you mean?
0: But yeah, exactly. Um,
1: what uh, what kind of mistakes did you have early on? Either like open when you're opening before you were opening that you thought maybe like damn, didn't wow. know this was gonna
0: happen. Yeah. So. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah,
1: either in like setting up the the actual yeah setting up a lot of it was
0: just the in- intricacies in the different municipalities. Oh, all really? right, everybody's got, I wouldn't say conflicting, but they all have their little careabouts mm-hmm. that sometimes conflict or even overlap. So you got to your drain this way or your drain that way or your license this way, your license that way. Set it up so it, it tends to kind of uh you're kind of back getting it's like ping pong right you're going back and forth trying to get this thing set up and then you always got the federal government kind of looking over and saying yeah we'll get around to it and so it's one of those you gotta have patience with everybody it's not that they're trying to hinder you they just have their things that they got to do and you got to understand that sure sometimes frustrating because it added good six months to our opening date oh wow so if you want to open you better have plenty of plenty of reserve just for stuff like that right um, after we open, uh, I would say it was more of um, don't try and force your flagship. What does that mean? Uh, so the beer that you think is going to just be your, your your one beer, you know, like Dragoon's IPA, right? Sure. That wasn't what they thought their flagship was going to be, and I'll let them talk to that story. But, sure, okay. but we had, you know, just kind of uh, some basic beers with AP- IPAs, reds, stuff like that. And our sours are we're just kind of playing around with. Now those have become the flagship, right? We're we're the Gosa Brewery, right? right? <laughs> Perfect segue because uh, I mean everything y'all do is awesome,
1: but when I come here, I'm really never drinking an IPA to be honest. Every day I'll try, I'll try it if try it's something it. new because yeah. I do I do like what you're doing. But the fruited goses that you put out, the sours, they're fantastic. And pretty much everyone that y'all come out with, y'all hit it out of the
0: park. Thank you, ma'am. So
1: yeah. were you? Did you not think that they were going to be that popular? What was no, uh, not
0: at all. (laughs) It was just kind of one of those we were doing other beers to uh, you know pay the bills kind of thing, and uh, not that we didn't enjoy them, and but the sours is really what get my juices going, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're just to me they're more difficult. You're playing with all kinds of different bacteria and yeast mixed to it, so it's a lot more fun to me, and and you never know because the bacteria always does something different. I don't care how much you try and put it to a science, the bacteria is gonna go where the hell it wants to go. So the fun is is trying to stay consistent with that, that kind of interaction with the mixed fermentation. And then just kind of blending different fruits and putting different flavors. I mean, I'll do the same culture and mix up the grain, the grain bill, and then the fruit on the back end. It's a to- totally different beer, and it's just like 10% kind of tweaks. So it's not a, you know, it's not a big thing, but it gives you a totally different flavor profile. You know, like we'll throw in a goat yogurt to a similar beer, and as we did with just a regular bacteria, or we'll throw a a flavored yogurt, just off the wall stuff, and how we've even done kimchi in a beer. I yeah, I you remember tried that, that kimchi beer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't and
1: sound good, y'all, but it's it's really good. Yeah. Trust me. You don't, really you don't you don't get any kimchi in it,
0: right? Yeah. So it, I think the flavor the flavor profile is like pineapple and tangerine which was completely what we didn't – we didn't expect that at all, right? I, there, I don't remember
1: it too, too well because that yeah. was a few years ago, and my memory <laughs> yeah. is crappy when I don't drink, so <laughs> you can imagine. But. So at what point did you uh, – when did you realize that sours were your thing or the brewery's thing, rather, not yours, and you needed to go that way
0: a little, a little harder? So the big one was kind of when we won the Born and Brewed at, uh, at Co- uh, Co- uh, Hotel Congress. Born and Brewed, by the way, is an
1: annual uh, competition that's all based on local Tucson beers for, for the listeners who
0: don't know what it is. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of well, we're going to bring a sour. And, uh, you know, we were a little weary so we brought a nice big chocolatey stout and we brought a sour and and uh, the naughty Naranja by, by the way. And, uh, you know, we took uh, took that home, had it on tap for a year at Hotel Congress which is just kind of, and we just we sell a hell of a lot of it now, right? and I wish we could make it faster, but right. it's uh, it's a fun beer to make still. And
1: that was early. That was like in your first year that y'all won that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you, it was first year.
0: Which so you was knew
1: a, pretty soon that you had to go that what you where your specialty was and what the people wanted. Yeah, it was
0: actually our third sour. Wow. So it wasn't it wasn't like we had made a whole bunch of them. We did one with our uh the Cerezo, the Cherry Yogurt gosa, and we got really good response in that. So I said, all right, let's try another one. And, so the NADI was actually originally a, a collaboration with the firefighters up on Mount Lemon for the Baja Festival. So that was the first time we made it. The, the uh, Born and Brew was actually the second batch of it just because it sold out in like 10 days. Right. So, yeah. so
1: not just so you're uh, an early sour, early in the year, but an early batch as well. And yeah. it was already out, yeah. of, out of the gate, came out strong. Yeah, it was. That's it, impressive.
0: It's a really fun one. And telling the story, I mean, it was it totally, you know, I talked about bacteria going its own way. So we played with a wild culture, and originally we were like, you know, try, we are going to do a sour kind of cucumber, right? And that was because uh, when we are doing the, the firefighters did his beer, it was a cucumber cream ale. I said, well, we're, we're kind of playing with sours, let's do that. So we threw a wild culture in there, and then as it was souring and fermenting, it just got all these orange and citrus notes. And they say, well, there's no way in hell I'm putting cucumber in that. It just isn't gonna match, right? So, that's why we start playing around with a little bit of the blood orange, just to kind of fruit it up and actually kind of soften the tartness on it. Because it, I mean, you taste it before the fruit's in, and you just pucker. Yeah, and so we're we're, <laughs> we're drinking that right now, by the way. And it's so naranja is.
1: Not my personal favorite. It's great, but mm-hmm. my favorite is the Bia Gosa. Yep. We've talked about it many a yeah. year um, since it came out. It's um, I believe it's made with blackberries, blueberries, ra- and raspberries. Blueberries and raspberries, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a beautiful color, man. If you see the bayagoza, it looks great. It tastes great. It's contagious, man. Once we pour it, it's like, what's that? What's that? So, it's well, fun. and that's another thing. It's like the look of it has to match too, mm-hmm. right? You, you got to get people's oh, yeah. attention. Yeah. And the thing about the the a lot of the beers here, the sours. When the color looks great, it's like when somebody gets a cocktail with an umbrella in it or something, it looks really <laughs> nice or,
0: or a shot that's on fire, you know, well, uh, other people want to try it. So Presentation is um, as much as right of anything, right? You got you to, gotta, especially people are really here and in this country are new to Sours. I wouldn't say totally new, but it's, you know, compared to we've had big beer and the, uh, kind of boring loggers forever. You don't see commercials for sours? So no, you know, At the Super not, Bowl or right? even like, you know, nah. in between CSI. Yeah, come get a tart gosa here. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah.
1: We should uh, all do it. Let's, do, let's all get together and do a... Uh, we we'll do a little jingle. For, yeah yeah.
0: We'll do the naughty jingle. <laughs> the naughty jingle, yeah. There.
1: So, um, speaking of, of the naughty and the sours, um, I've heard that the naughty Nanaka is getting a
0: lot of uh, press up in Phoenix, well, uh, right. a lot of good response. Yeah, we're, uh, you know... We just signed with our distributor quail and uh, they've been blowing it up for us up there you know we've been trying as a little brewery to kind of expand up out of tucson uh you know as any good brewery would do but you know they're sold out the first uh, the first shipment of kegs up there in two days Um, so it's really phenomenal and basically the shipment that we're sending up there here pretty soon is already pre-sold so uh, you know they're requesting half barrels which we really can't do in a beer like this but uh, yeah, I mean, they're loving it as an 8.5% sour that all you taste is, I mean, it's like mimosa in beer form, right? So Right, for sure. Yeah, so it's just one of those, uh, you know, the fact that it's balanced with flavors and, you know, it's just something you sit by your pool, but you got to be careful because it'll make you feel a little naughty. You right? don't want to fall in. No, exactly. 8.5%, <laughs> you have a couple of these and you just, you can just chill. Yeah, And it's not, it's not boozy. It doesn't not come out, you, can, you can't tell. So yeah, yeah do be careful, but... Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of work to try and balance that. I mean, you know, typically a ghost is 3 to 4%-ish. Right. And uh, we're just like, well, let's have a little fun with it. And, you know, just balancing that, you know, really strains the bacteria and the actual yeast to do it um, just because the alcohol and the acidity kind of balance. So. Right. So, and
1: you mentioned that you're signed with Quail Distributing. Shout out to them, by the way. Uh, quails are good friends. Shout out to my buddy James Blue. And uh, I think they're doing great stuff. And they're, they do... Uh, they do a good job of bringing brands that they believe in. They're not just going to yeah. take, you know, any. Yeah, they don't sign just anybody, right? Exactly. So, to, so that, us,
0: to us, it was kind of a staple of, uh, you know, a true compliment that they were willing to even talk and, and actually sign us, too. So we scrutinize the, the distributor kind of portfolio quite a bit.
1: So and for listeners in Phoenix or even uh, up north, uh, where, where is 1912 on tap?
0: Where can oh, they find wow. it? the the list is growing rapidly <laughs> just a couple of um, well
1: i know bottle shop 48 they
0: got that uh, yeah lindsay's been really good to us up there but the brass tap in mesa um, there's uh, vines and hot bar divided uh, vine uh, there's wow i can't even go down sip we, uh, we definitely have our beer also supporting us oh um, great yeah. yeah they're really cool a lot of the places, oh man, I can't even go down the list, but so, I know.
1: And I saw you were uh, in Cottonwood, I believe you Cottonwood, had a top yes, takeover. State How Bar. did you get
0: up there? Because that was before you were signed with Quail. What it was. So it's funny. So the uh, the the manager up there uh, was dating a gal in Nogales. Uh-huh. So she, he had we'd drive through town, go see his girlfriend, <laughs> and he would stop in Tucson and pick up beers that he couldn't get. Right, I'm right. Doing his his customers right. Right. Getting stuff that's hard to get and. Cottonwood is a great little town oh, for yeah. food and and beer and wine, right? It's just real tiny, but it's it's phenomenal that scene. And he came, got a couple kegs from us at the time, and Bio was one of them, right? One of the first ones, and they are not for nothing. Uh, double IPA, and uh, he's been repping us really well, really good to us. So during beer week, I mean, I went out and sold my ass off and hustled hustled around and. He was uh, gracious enough to give us a tap takeover to really kind of expand our portfolio. We took our Florida de Cereza up there and just yeah, even that sour knocked it out, so.
1: Yeah, I've noticed
0: that Tucson beers make it up to Phoenix, but up north beyond that, it's it's hard. It's tough. I mean, it's a four or five hour trip. And yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's hard to be profitable, right? To get up that way. And For sure. you know, as much as we're not focused on Right, the dollars, but we still gotta watch the, the bottom you gotta line. Gotta pay right? the bills, man. Yeah, you know, gotta yeah. keep it open, otherwise okay. we can't make it. Yeah, so. I can't keep every
1: brewery afloat <laughs> just by my hip. I mean, I can keep one or two, just but my liver can only go so far. So, but yeah, that's awesome. I, I haven't been to Connor in a while. The last time I was there was with uh, my ex girlfriend, who turned out to be a terrible, terrible person. So, but I think it's about time. I'm kind of healed yeah. now. It's time to go back.
0: You, yeah, you need to change that experience. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm gonna go back, and
1: you know, I'm gonna go back to the State Bar, have some oh, nice 1912 uh, beers, man. and. uh you know, it's going to be a totally different from uh,
0: from what that motor was like a few years ago. Yeah, and then we head up to State, uh, State Bar up in Flag, too. Right. They're great. It's obviously the same owner, but he's great supporter, really good guy. Um, that's another one of the places we're up there. And we've been in Whole Foods up there on and off, too, which is a really – I don't know if you've been to the Flagstaff Whole Foods. Not, not the Whole Foods, no. I've been to the State Bar, but –
1: yeah, so the, the Whole foods is
0: really it's it's conveniently located next to the dorms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect! <laughs> but it's a it's a cool little venue, and they were good to us. So, um, awesome. yeah, and we're even down to Sierra Vista now. Oh, really? What's yeah. uh, what's down there? What, so there's there a-, a, a, a bar called the Horn Toad. The Horn Toad. Yeah, it's right outside the front gate. So there's a bunch of military members down there, and they come out and they drink beer, and so he's trying to elevate the whole beer scene down there with craft so there's a couple places that serve it but he's kind of the, the main you know he's a really good uh, account for us and he represents a beer very well he's always got the red and he's always rotating the sour so gotcha. you know, for, for that clientele it's pretty cool. Okay yeah and I, I remember
1: a few years ago now that uh, I was talking to somebody I think it might have been in Wilcox uh, I was drinking wine and the guy behind the bar at the winery was also a big beer guy and he was just Talking about how it's so hard to get a good beer in that area, Wilcox, here, Vista, yeah. the South, and clearly now it's changing. So the whole is.
0: state is really coming around to this. Absolutely, which you is know, awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun time for Arizona beer. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good breweries in, in this state. So. So, it's for
1: y'all who uh, want to go find 1912 beers, it's not going to be hard to figure out they're on tap because some of their names are very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you knew this was coming. So, I got some questions. So, the Naughty Nananka, that's a cool name, and I can see where that comes from. Yep. But you got it was a, a Northeastern IPA called Random Voices from a Secret Raccoon. Yep. What the hell does that mean, and where did that name come from? If it's not a secret, of course. Oh, it
0: is not a secret. It's, it's actually, we love telling this story. And actually, the guys, the folks from Quail, uh love that I told it up there and they love repeating it. It's a it's a really cool story. So I mean we're a big family brewery. You know, you come in here you'll probably see my kids. Yeah. Absolutely. they either they're hanging out playing on their iPads or they're out moving empty kegs in their own. The family back, members right? behind the bar. Yep. Yep absolutely and
1: uh so you got toys back here for some <laughs> little kid for the corner. little ones. Yeah, kid corner. So well, you <laughs> yeah, talking about a family business. This is a family it, business. It is it is and but sorry, go ahead.
0: So my six year old is the guy, you know, he's He's an amazingly witty and sometimes obnoxious six-year-old, right? Um, he's not scared to talk to anyone or talk smack to anybody. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, he's, he's more willing to talk to anybody than I am. I'm terrified when it comes to new people. He is. And he, and it, sometimes I got dial dialing back, right? So, <laughs> um, so Lise came home from work one night, and all the lights were off, and we're just eating dinner because we had just gotten home. And she comes in, hey, anybody home? You know, anybody there? And right off, just rattled it without even missing a beat. No, it's just a bunch of random voices from a secret raccoon. Off the top of of his head. He hadn't even watched. You know, I thought, did you watch a cartoon with a raccoon in it or something? He's like, no, Dad. I just kind of made that up. And then he turns to me and says, you know, that'd be a great name for an IPA. Wow. And this is the same kid that can smell a gosa and smell an IPA. And he'll tell you the difference that's fantastic yeah he yells at bryce and, and and a couple of our other bartenders he's like you know what the tawenos on five you know and the naughty's on 20 i have no i idea- i don't even remember what the taps are yeah, and yeah. i put the beer on right <laughs> so and uh yeah he's he's pretty funny he likes to he likes to be involved he's i think he might be a little future brewer and I mean, you're,
1: you're raising them right, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and so you got a
0: sequel to that one called Random Voices from a Kerfuffled Chicken. Yeah, yeah. Where,
1: where did the chicken come from?
0: Uh, just uh, once I got that idea from my boy, I just kind of ran with it. Okay, um, so, you, so you got a series of Random Voices beers. We will. So we were kind of batting stuff. Uh, my trademark attorney came and saw us at uh, Strong Beer, had the beer, and just loved it. And we were just kind of BSing, going back and forth. We should do a series. And you know what, I'll, I'll even help you out with the trademark, all right? So nice. um, it, it was really cool. And from there, I was, we just kind of went back and forth. He mentioned 12 or 13 different animals. And so I just kind of brought, I'm like, all right, what, what can we make funny? What can we stay with the theme? Sure. And even the labels that we're doing for the cans that were coming up are, they look like a kid drew them out, right? So we're kind of trying to keep that theme. And, you know, my boy actually helped Pick out some of the hops for the raccoon. He's like, "Oh, wow. I really like the way those smell. What would these do?" And so, three of the eight hops that are in the raccoon, they they came from from his palate, yeah, wow. for lack of a better term.
1: And legal disclaimer: He was not allowed not to not taste drinking. the beer. Yeah, not drink the beer after it was made. It's so all the nose. Yeah, we got to yeah, we got to put that out there um, for, before we all go to
0: jail. But. Um. <laughs>
1: So you dropped some news just now. You said you've got some
0: uh, plans for the canning line coming out? Ah, uh, we do. So um, we're working with the mobile west guys to come down in about three weeks. We're gonna be canning our Nari Naranja since it's now the flagship. And uh, without even you expecting Yeah, without right? no, not at all. So the flat, you know and I kinda gotten a little bit people were like, Oh, the flagship will find you and I'm like, Oh yeah, okay, well all right. Well, yeah, it did. It, it did, slapped yeah. us right in the face. So. <laughs> and then we'll do the random voices from a secret raccoon just because that's gotten such great feedback, not just from the story, but I think the flavor profile is really fun. That's one of the um, IPAs I had, and it is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Then I, I, I got another naughty. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to do Not For Nothing, which is our kind of our first double IPA we did. And, it's uh, for it seemed like not for nothing was your flagship for a while because um, it was getting some great responses. The double IPA, yeah, I did, and uh, you know I don't know if it's kind of the. I think it'll come back a little bit more in the lure in the cans just because sure. it's great packaging and uh, we got some really fun designs for it. So the our artist uh, or two artists just kind of really make my our vision. Uh, so I can't just say it's mine, but Uh, because I like to bring the staff into stuff and they get different ideas and and just the juices flow in my head. I mean, if you looked in my head, I think a shrink would have a freaking field day with all the random stuff that goes on in there. Look who you're <laughs> talking to. That doesn't sound strange we'll to me at along. all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why we never go to shrinks because it's like when you don't go to the doctor because they'll find something wrong with you. <laughs> you don't go to a shrink because they'll find uh, something serious. Just wrong. drink a lot, uh, eat lots of apples or yeah, drink yeah. lots of beer here. <laughs> they say hops are good for your bones, right? Or exactly. Something it's like a, that. It's a <laughs> alcohol sterile, you know? <laughs>
1: So are, so those cans, are they going to only be sold out of the tap room? Or are they going to other beer bars in Tucson, Phoenix? What's the plan?
0: The vast majority are planned for here. There are a select few in Tucson and Phoenix that we'll get it. Just um, really is a thank you to some of the folks that have supported us most. Sure. Um, I hope nobody gets offended by that slide. Did, but, um, you know, some folks that are really, as we started up, just kind of grown with stuff. And, and um, so we'll do a little bit out there lot of marketing and different things like that but just a lot of thank you um you know they've always said once you package you know bring it up and we're really excited about that um the other cool things that we're doing is we got our little bottling line that we're going to start oh really yep so it's all of our our barrel age beers um it's kind of a you know they're specialties so we're going to do them in bombers just because i think those beers are better in traditional packaging, even though yeah. the bomber's kind of fading. And if it it's with your uh, military background, yeah? Yep. <laughs> um, but we actually, uh, you know, I'll do another little tidbit, but towards the end of the year we've got Nadi Naranja that's being barrel soured. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, uh, we call it Nadi as can be.
1: Naughty as can be, I like yeah. that.
0: So it's uh, super amped up, really tart, really funky, bringing in wine barrels, whiskey barrels, so um we'll get our barrel aged stouts coming up soon and then the sours will start trickling too.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the mescalero stout that you have mm-hmm. on now, that's base beer. It's great, but you've done a couple of, uh, different barrel aged versions. Yeah. I think I had my favorite. I can't remember what the name was, but it was, uh, made with coconut.
0: Whiskey oh, yes. Barrel aged. Yes. Remember rum, that one? The, the dominicano. The,
1: yeah. Mescalero yeah. dominicano. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's
0: what, you know, Dominican rum barrel with, uh, you know, it's funny because there was no coconut in that. Right. We used a phenomenal wood, which is super expensive, but it's so much fun. <laughs> uh, Palo Santo. Such such a great freaking uh, w- little piece of wood. Three slivers put all that coconut flavor into that. Wow. And of yeah. course, all the rum and everything. Tons of chocolate. Good time. But, um... <laughs>
1: Sorry, sorry to the editor. Sorry, gonna, that was a drink break, right yeah, there. Yeah, that was right? a drink break. But uh, <laughs> just cut out all that awkward silence. No, uh, the um, so what the great thing about this place is that you've got a full run of different styles. You got your IPAs, you got a red, you got mm-hmm. the Mescalero Stout, you got the sours, of course, and they're they're all great. Even if somebody comes in and is like, well, I'm not really an IPA guy, they'll find one that they mm-hmm. like. Absolutely. Um, something about fruited beers. I don't know. It's, it seems to me like people used to think that was weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, why would yeah. I drink a fruity beer? What are you, you know, trying I like to me. cover up? Yeah, I'm like, I just don't push shit in my beer. I like, I like my beer a <laughs> strip. But beer is like any other thing that you can experiment with, mix together, um, try new stuff. And, you know, if like you like a fruity drink, um, a fruited sour will hit the spot oh
0: yeah talk about refreshing man um and to me it's just its just more fun you can bring in highlight different farms with it different flavor palettes um blending different fruits together is really fun and and you know and some of that too you know i'm kind of you know the jarhead the roar, you know and kind of like that And i was in that same fashion and then you start tasting them and doing different you know different flavors in in there, and they just kind of spread like wildfire, right? You you pour the baya, and and I got this great big 300 pound burly biker man that comes in here, and that's all he orders. That's yeah. all he'll do is a fruited gosa and has fun with it, right? Guys, so,
1: fellas, there's nothing unmanly about drinking like a, a light no. fruity beer with a like nice pink color. If it tastes good, it tastes good, tastes right? Good. Yeah. I mean, I'll, ju- I'll drink anything that has a that has an umbrella on it. Food you drink? Oh, I love it. I'm not a sweet seater, but sweets,
0: sweet drink. What drinks. color umbrella, classic?
1: Pink, <laughs> turquoise, you know, something that really matches my pocket square. So so far, it's been a great conversation. Is there anything else you want to tell us about 1912 that's coming up? Uh, anything you're excited about or anything the customers should know?
0: Yeah, so a couple big things. Uh, you know, kind of, we're always having events and stuff, bringing kids' stuff in, having different pairings, things like that. But uh, the things that I'm really excited about one are Memorial Day. Okay. So we're on, yeah, so we're starting to, Well, first of all, we're giving the staff the time off. Lisa and I are going to bartend. Nice. So we'll be hanging out. We're usually not open on a Monday, but uh, we're partnering with. There's a brewery out part of the San Francisco Brewers Guild, mm-hmm. and he reached out looking for veteran breweries to kind of collaborate with a beer. So it's another different style of red ale just to kind of bring back, kind of highlight the actual, you know, the true meaning of Memorial Day, you know, that uh, of all our fallen comrades as opposed to just the day that you got off and you're barbecuing, right? Sure. Yeah. There's big significant to us because we've all lost, uh, a lot of our veterans have lost someone, especially recently with, uh, you know, the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. So right. uh, it really hits home, and we want to kind of bring that back. It's, you know, by all means, drink, have fun, have the barbecue, but – you know, just take a little pause, uh, and even if it's just to drink one of the beers that we're making for that. Take a little pause, and you know, uh, you know, just have one for someone who can't. That Absolutely. kind of thing, or for the families that are suffering through that. Um, so that's a big one, and then of course we are ramping up our sour uh, production for the anniversary. So we got four new beers, and three of them are sours, and one of them is well top secret at the moment, but. Uh-oh. Uh, but we got a real, a lot of fun you know, ones.
1: Hold on, I'm, I'm turning the mics off right now. You can, you can tell me. It's just you and me, Alan, hanging out. What's the top secret beer? Mics are off. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I tell you, but then I might have to, you know. Well, no, I won't kill you because then we'll go into the red. Yeah, so exactly. I, you know. So, all right.
1: Fine. The man knows how to keep it close to the vest. So, that's cool. All right. Turning mics back on. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, you got four new beers, three sours, yep. one top secret. Yep.
0: Have to, you know, the last year we... We had a hit with uh, the three-sour pairing, and so we're going to kind of keep that going and one for good luck, right, for the right, next right. year. And uh, But, you know, we're known for the sours, but we're kind of getting traction on other beers. For So we're going to have a little fun. And I'm telling you, they're probably more off the wall than most sours that I've made here, which is kind of saying something, right? That's so.
1: And July 4th is really easy to remember when it comes to an anniversary. What yeah. if it's on a day that you're not opening Norman Open? Open normally like a Monday or Tuesday. Will you open up for?
0: We're gonna do, well, so we'll we'll be open July fourth period, but it's more kind of our decompression. We bring family and friends and say thank you. Gotcha. Um, so we're actually gonna do it on July seventh.
1: Okay, uh, okay.
0: Just a Saturday, you know, for people getting drinking and stuff like that. That way they're not all hungover on a Thursday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I've um, hey, been there. Yeah, <laughs> more than once. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every Thursday since for Every- <laughs> the last like
0: seven years. Well, a thirsty Thursday, right? You gotta get that hair of the dog in, right? <laughs> of the recovery day um so yeah so we're gonna do it on july 7th so it's a saturday kind of get a little extension of premises hopefully we'll have the patio by then too and uh really just have fun with those we're holding a few beers back too hoping the barrel age sour will be ready so awesome we'll have a good really good tap list coming so and before really i forget i see um up on the
1: bar speaking of um thanking veterans you do have a buy a soldier a drink yeah uh option don't you so there's uh coupons up on the wall there so if you were active military
0: veteran you can claim that and first responder and first uh, responders yeah. so okay. we do yeah for all the first responders you know customs border patrol firefighters emts the whole shebang just kind of you know pay a pint forward and uh, a lot of times the people write messages on the back of them mm-hmm. so we'll you know pull them down for you can read the message have a pint and uh, a lot of them are some of them are emotional some of them are, you know, that kind of Memorial Day uh, uh, um, uh, kind of themed to it, you know, like someone that lost someone and said, have a pint on, you know, Corporal so-and-so. So it's a, it's a cool program just to say kind of thank you. Right? We don't we don't get political with things. We just kind of want to say thank you and take care of everybody.
1: Uh, there's there's nothing political about thanking somebody for the, their service to this country. And not only have you all done it, um, if anybody out there is veteran, first responder, active military, come on by the 1912, claim a pint. And uh, maybe they might be near your favorite brewery. So cheers. Uh, Alan, Ellen, thank you for your service. No, thank you. I thank understand. you. I, I served a year in ROTC, so you know, I I, I was in the life. I uh,
0: I was dishonorably discharged, but <laughs> well, did it happen to do with one of your ex-girlfriends? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: I'm not supposed to tell you weren't supposed to ask, by the way. <laughs> but no, I had to. You
0: laid it in right there. I was
1: like, All right. Genuinely thank you for your service. Thank you. um, before we head out. Can you plug your uh, social media, how people can find you, where they can find your actual physical address here in Tucson? Absolutely.
0: So 2045 North Forbes Boulevard, Suite 105, just off of Grant and I-10. If you head west on Grant, make a left at the Waffle House. Nice. And we're tucked back in the industrial area. Uh, We have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, and, of course, our website at 1912brewing.com. So check us out. We've got a lot of quirky stuff going on, a lot of fun Again, kid friendly, pet friendly, everybody friendly, right? Just have a good time and come have, uh, find one a flavor that fits your palate.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Alan, very much. And thank you to Eric from Tap That AZ for allowing me to guest host and ruin this show. <laughs> Hopefully, we get you back from that sex cult soon. So um, before we go, make sure you check out tapthataz.com and check out at tapthataz podcast on Instagram. And also the uh, sponsors of the podcast, azfoodandbeer.com, which is a uh, website that I've written for. And I've actually written, uh, included an event or two that you've put on mm-hmm. in one of my articles, yes, Alan. I so I'm, um, yeah. I'm trying to spread the word about all the great breweries throughout the state. Tucson, Arizona, Flagstaff. That's do it. And, you know, there are uh, our friends in like Lake Havasu and uh, Syravitz. All, all those about places. Arizona beer, right? Yeah, exactly. Drink so local. Drink, drink local and uh, support your local beer scene. Uh, so follow at food and beer on Instagram and then follow me for more of my idiocy. classy Alcoholic on Instagram. Uh theclassyalcoholic.net because I can't afford the com. Uh, <laughs> Twitter and Snapchat, I'm at Brown and Drunk because uh, he, he
0: drinks too much beer. Dude,
1: that, <laughs> oh, we can edit that out, right? Yeah, I'm we'll sure we can. Uh, Twitter Snapchat at brownanddrunk. Drunk. Uh, what else do I got? I'm I'm suspended from Tinder currently, but we'll we'll work on that. So <laughs>
0: Alan, Is that another ex girlfriend story? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Get this man out of here. Ellen, thank you for being here. We're going to end the show before they put me on blast some more. I didn't sign up for this. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Ellen. Everybody, keep drinking, drink local, support local, and we'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> i uh-huh.